Ring Culture, we back. It's another week dedicated to the beautiful game of basketball. Everybody's here, but unfortunately, we're not together at the same time because I'm under the weather and I don't want to spread germs. But the rest of the homies are together. How y'all doing, man? We good, man. We good. Well, I'm speaking. I can speak for myself. I'm good, man. I'm good. Man, I'm living life, man. I'm, I'm loving what's going on, man. Today, <laughs> so many, boy, yeah, yeah, no it's a lot of funny shit going on. Yeah, man. How you living, I'll say? We turned, man. Live in the, in, in the flat, man. We here, baby. We here. So, now to start it off, we always got to salute whenever. Some of the homies go to watch a game. And, of course, when you got a superstar like SGA and one of the top teams in the league, the OKC Thunder in town, Osei and D'Lo went to the game, ended up being pretty close, 136-128. Uh, the Thunder won. SGA balled, had 32-6-5. Uh, Chet had 31 on the Wizards' side, Jordan Poole had a pretty efficient game of 24 and 29 minutes. Kyle Kuzma with 22. How was the intensity of the game, guys? And um, what was it like to see Chet in person for the first time and SGAs continue to evolve into being one of the best players in the league? Man, the game was good. Uh it wasn't as packed as I thought it was going to be. It was kind of a low-key game. I mean, for it to be a Wizards game, I think people just don't fuck with the Wizards. But uh, for the price that I paid for my tickets to see Shea, I, I gladly take it. But uh, the game was good. I didn't expect Chet to drop 30. I mean, I knew that uh, the Wizards have soft inside. Gafford, yeah, he's, he's food. But uh, so, like, I kind of figured that, he would cook, but I didn't think he was gonna drop thirty. I, I definitely didn't put that on my parlay. But uh, <laughs> uh, Shea definitely did what I knew he was gonna do—a thirty piece. I was hoping he might drop forty, but I was just hoping that the game would be close because I wanted to get my money's worth. So I mean, all in all, the game was good on my end. Yeah, same here, bro. The game was good. I came to see. Can't forget Chet, man. You said SGA, but don't don't forget Chet, Rookie of the Year. I said, Chet, you don't listen, son. Uh, you you were like, you know, when there's a star in town, SGA, and that's all I heard. I didn't hear you say Chet. So. Yeah, I know. I know. You yeah, you are a LeBron fan. You guys have selective hearing. So, nah, I know what you said, bro. But <laughs> the game was good, you know, seeing uh, SGA and Chet ball. The, the game was close. I think it was an ugly game for OKC, for real, but they, uh, they was able to Close it, close it out. Isaiah Joe balled out. Jalen Williams, man. Jalen Williams, double-double. Hooked that night, too. But, yeah, the game was cool. One thing that stood out to me was uh, OKC, bro. They got in foul trouble with, like, seven minutes left in a quarter. So, I think that kind of helped the Wizards keep the game close because after that, they was just committing stupid fouls and – Getting to the line off of any foul. You got seven minutes left and you are being the penalty. That's ugly. And I'll say the rotation was ugly. They don't uh they wasn't really playing Shea for them like the minutes that I wanted him to play. Like 
they kept it close, so he played to the end. Yeah. But like the third quarter, he sat for like I think he sat like five, six minutes, yeah. like for real, for real. Like after he, you know, came out at halftime. But that was when I said Joe was picking up. Yeah, so I was like, hold on, hold on. I want him to keep this shit close though. I want him to come back in. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a good game. Now, the next Wizards game that I'm thinking you guys will both go to, correct me if I'm wrong, is when the Spurs come to town next Saturday, right? Uh, If I can get get a ticket that's not $400. You can get one. I'm going. I'm taking my brothers, my brother and my dad with me. You already got them? No, nah, I'm gonna get them. I was looking at the Ooh. prices today. They were looking like the Thunder game. I was like, yeah, that's oh. I like it. It went down. Yeah, it went down. Surprising. I remember when last time we looked, them joints was more expensive. I was for the section. Of, uh, the section. I was sitting in for the Thunder and the uh, the, the the Spurs joint was the same. Oh, or just right around the same ballpark. Bro. Well, I got. I know. I got a season ticket holder, nigga. That I'll be getting my tickets from, so I can get my joints for the fifty. Yeah. Okay. Well, last night, Victor Wembenyama had his, I, I believe, some. first career triple double: sixteen points, twelve rebounds, ten assists in twenty-one minutes, as they defeated the Detroit Pistons one thirty to one hundred eight. Cade Cunningham didn't play, so if you guys do get the chance to see Wembenyama play, based on what Chet did. Against the Wizards, what does Wimbenyama have to do to surpass what you guys saw Chet do? What go for forty? Say that again. Oh. Yeah. See, all right. At least you admit you you're not listening. Thank you. <laughs> I said Chet. He had thirty one. He balled against the Wizards. So, what in your mind? I know you guys also believe Chet is the favorite for Rookie of the Year, and that makes sense. He's more efficient. He's on a better team if you care about that for Rookie of the Year. But what does Wembenyama have to do to impress you the way Chet did when y'all watched him live? I mean, for me, uh, Wembenyama ain't got to do nothing but be himself for me. It's just like Chet. I mean, he wasn't... He going to jack like six threes then. Who, Wemby? Yeah, that's... I mean, he well, I think he takes the game however it comes to him. I don't really think he go out there saying, Oh, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. He just he just goes with the flow of the game. So I mean, I I'm expecting a double double 20 and 10 night because he's playing Gaffer. So but I don't know, man. I don't know what happened with Chet last game. You should have got the six rebounds, man. You only had four. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was light with the ball. Jalen Williams get more rebounds than you, nigga. Jalen Williams is it now, man. Yeah. Wow, man. That would forever piss me off. If you seven feet and you a center in the NBA, there's no way you should be getting only five rebounds. Yeah. It's and you know for that way. I was. That shit will blow me. That, that just it pisses me off because you too damn big. Don't bread, get that rebound. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, D'Lo? I know you are the resident Thunder expert, but what are your thoughts on what do you think Wemby has to do to get, you know, that shine from you, man, to get that stamp of approval? Uh man. I just so, need to- I just- not, not to cut you off real quick. I just wanted to set it off because I'm just saying, like, 
you guys go to a lot of games live and you guys know there's a difference between watching someone on TV and seeing them in person. Right. So for me, you got to have that, like, not to say it like that. When I went to go see Zion, when he was playing in Duke, and, he, and they did the, uh, they had the ACC tournament here at the uh, Capitol. Oh, Winter. yeah. Yep. That the way the aura in the arena felt for Zion, I will never forget. I haven't felt that since I went to see Kobe play his last game in like with the against the Wizards. Like I haven't felt like that. So and actually, the last time I really felt like that is I, I can say like that when LeBron came that one year with Kyrie and he made that caught when he caught the ball and he shot it and it went off the backboard and it went in. That game, uh, when I think he had like forty against the Wizards, that was another game. It it just felt like the whole crowd was going crazy. People were like, was like just going crazy. So like, if Wimby can come in, and I know he can cook the Wizards because they suck, and be dominant. If he dropped just like a, if he dropped like twenty five and twelve, that's cool. Like I feel like that's gonna be a good. That's gonna be. I mean, right up there with Chet, thirty and four. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I dig that. I dig that. Now, let's talk about a player that, you know, was starting the season on fire, unfortunately, out for the season now. John Morant, after, you know, having an explosive start, after being suspended, making a couple game winners, dropping 30s, only played nine games. And now he's out for this season. Also, Marcus Smart is out for six weeks. Damn, for real? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, if you're the Memphis Grizzlies, is it just time to get your tank on and look straight? Yeah, I think so. Do you call Isaiah Thomas the little homie? Everybody was getting trolled by a fake Woj account saying that he signed to the Grizzlies. It's not true, guys. Sorry. <laughs> fake Woj account is fucking... But I mean, bro, what what else they going? What you gonna play for? I mean, you got a good excuse to tank, and you still Stephen Adams and Brandon Clark still hurt. They ain't coming back. So yeah, so what you what you gonna play? I mean, I guess you can play to see who you want to keep on the team for next year. Basically, see if this team can develop and shit like that, and just get better. But they even got rid of Bismack. Yeah, yeah, they got rid of him, but it was like, yeah, I mean, Bismack beyond yeah. them, bro. <laughs> Basically saying the white flag. Because you let it in. Get out of here. What you have him for? What you have him for? You know why they have him, bro. He wasn't even there. He wasn't even there the year before that. Yeah, he wasn't. He was a free agent, man. He was at home looking for work. Oh, that's not like they have a replacement. For Bismack Beyond, they don't need him. The services are not needed. It's Bismack Biombo, bruh. Because they saw they about to get a two-way nigga that they have off the G League team. I read the joke already. Yeah, they they signed Vince uh, Williams Jr. Shout out to him. He went to VCU, you know. But he's a 6'4 guard, so it looks like he's going to be one of the guards that they elevate to give that playtime to with a Ja out for the season. And um, when it comes to their big man situation, of course they have the ghostly big man, 3J, Jaron Jackson Jr. Then they have 
uh, Xavier Tillman. But other than that, I mean, they got David Roddy. And yeah, I guess they felt like we'd rather have no big man than Bismack Biambo. Thank you for your services. They should have kept Kenny Lofton. Yeah, shout out to him. He's on the 76ers now. Yeah, Bismack Biambo, wasn't he on the Suns last year? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but the crazy thing guys is that the 2024 nba draft you know right now we don't know anything it'll take years for us to figure out how good it actually is but the analysts and so-called experts are not high on this draft they feel like this draft might be in terms of star power and quality it might be the weakest we've seen since 2013 so it's unfortunate that like yeah the wizards dumbasses now this is the year they want to tank when there's no Wemby, and now the grizzlies is like they stuck and who are the top prospects like have you guys paid attention to stuff like that now or not yet because i've looked at it a little bit i know about alex sar and of course the college guys but uh have y'all paid attention to the draft process so far and who the top prospects are? Nah, not really, bro. I keep hearing about this uh, white boy, though, when, uh, in high school. So he flag? Yeah. He's going to do. Yeah, He actually about to be out here on this weekend at St. James. Yeah. They got a tournament going on. I was oh, yeah. they play, uh, Are they playing the other schools in the area or is it a national tournament? The tournament this weekend at St. James. I got to look at it. It's, I know it's this weekend. Um, um well, I'll let you know since he sent you some more info about it. Well, yeah, supposedly that team is stacked. So I yeah. guess that's the t- that's when the next see, that's the twenty twenty five draft. Yeah, <laughs> see, he's still in high school. The uh, niggas gonna be uh, looking to be uh, the trade this year. They're not really trying to draft, but I mean, this is a year where somebody can actually come up. you can come up that because. Now, we've learned that these these experts don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, you're talking about this a weak draft, but I feel like there's always there's always one nigga that's that hidden nigga that they that yeah. sli- slides through the crack. And that be a superstar. Yeah. You should be like a superstar or an all-star, at least one in every draft, to be honest, that slipped through at some point, maybe in the first or second round. We just don't know. It don't always be guaranteed. Sometimes it be guaranteed number one picks is gonna be bona fide stars. And then, but then sometimes it be like think about Joker. That's all I'm saying. Then it be these overseas people that we don't know yeah, that we don't it see. It might be another overseas nigga. Is there another overseas nigga? That's yeah. There's another French nigga. Yeah, Alex Sar is a Frenchman. He's pres- presumed to be the number one pick so far. It's like seven one. Got athleticism, has a little bit of an outside oh, shot. Then they have this like one Serbian guard, uh Nikola Jovic. Yeah, there's another Nikola coming. So and then I told him, see, I bet the guard he's it's like, like six seven, six eight. Okay, yeah. Look at that. Motherfuckers, if you ain't six seven, six eight, bro, you might as well hang it up. Cause these motherfuckers come in seven one can handle and can shoot now. She's next. Yeah, man. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, the the news dropped earlier today that the NBA is finalizing plans to start next year, or sorry, this year, with the 2024 draft being a two-night event. You know, with sports, everybody wants content, 
and they want to stretch it out. The NBA is looking at the NFL. You see the NFL is, what, a three-day event? One day is the first round, then the second day is the second and third round, and then the last day, fourth and seven. So now they haven't announced what it would be. Maybe only round one is one day, round two the second day, or maybe it's just the lottery for the first day and then the second day, everything else. But how do you guys feel about making the NBA draft a two-night event instead of the traditional one night that we've grown up with? I personally don't like it. Uh, I, yeah, I don't. I don't see what's the point of stretching it out like this. It's not. It's Content, not. man. We we we. Hey, man. We know we're in business. It's prostitution, man. We got to milk it out. What are we gonna? What are we gonna do? Ten minutes, <laughs> 10, 10, 15 minutes each pick type shit. Yeah, like, that's what the fuck I'm saying. We gotta stretch some picks though. Yeah, man. They go. Hey, man. They gonna slow walk it, but like interviewing each nigga. They yeah, gonna like do a whole yeah, like that's what you have to do. And, and at the end of the day, a lot of these niggas not that interesting. And a lot of these niggas <laughs> ain't gonna be in the league that long. Yeah, time. bro. Like yeah. I don't really care. Like when it comes to NFL, I, I get it. There's a lot of people that just sit and like go into the bar and watching yeah, that it's shit. It's a 53 man roster. Yeah, you start off with it, like 80 and niggas and 400 chaos. picks, or whatever. Yeah. How many? I remember picks. There's hundreds of picks. Yeah. Uh, like we're hundreds of picks compared to 60. Yeah. Like no, I, I just don't want. I rather it be done in one night. It's better that way. Like certain shit is don't need to be tweaked. I feel like I don't know. Yeah, I just don't think I just don't know how they were. I don't get the value in it. I mean, I do, but I don't because I feel like it's just making it stupid now. Oh, say you're a businessman. You do you see the NBA's vision? I mean, it's I mean, yeah, it's obviously for more more bread, more TV time, more you know, more views. Yeah, it's just more money. It's just a business move. That's all it is. Is there a way you think they could make it entertaining? Do they have to double down on the basketball analysis? Or like Jamar and D'Lo said, do you think they're going to try to tap more into the human side? Like, oh, look at how he grew up. Look at his parents. And now he's realizing his dream of being a basketball player and got all these brothers crying. Probably try to use, yeah. probably use the analysis to, you know, analysts to fucking – do stupid shit on certain segments. I don't know. Uh, like, we're lucky to be talking about? Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I, I have Shaq and them doing a segment on some shit. But they don't do that shit. This is on ESPN. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, so you got Malika, JJ Reddick, Stephen A. Maybe. A lot of people nobody really cares Kendrick about. Kendrick Perkins. Yeah. Doing a whole bunch of, yeah, unnecessary Fucking shit. Kendrick Perkins, man. <laughs> I mean, you guys remember he became a sports media legend when Moses Moody, 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 yeah, he didn't know how to say Moses Moody's name at the draft. <laughs> maybe we'll get more moments like that. Moses Moody, Moody, Moody. <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, you think they should, uh, you think they should extend the draft? Does well, Jamar, as a former Washington Wizards fan, supporting trash organizations will make you like the offseason even more because that's <laughs> the only time you have hope and optimism with the transactional period. So because of that, my favorite time of the year was the NBA draft. And the, one of the reasons why I loved it was because, like you guys said, it's one night from 8 o'clock to midnight or whatever, 
the draft is on. You get to look at all these players coming into the league, see the scouting reports. It was fun to watch it. Now that it's two nights, it does uh, diminish the quality. But as we know, this is the content era and nothing is competing with live sporting events when it comes to TV. So the NBA is trying to milk it out. And I don't think it's going to work the same way, but maybe I'm wrong. But I think if the draft was uh, maybe like this would have been better 20 years ago when America cared more about college basketball, like you would see the marathon of the college basketball season and, you know, peeking into March Madness and you learn about, oh, who the stars are. It's not even like that anymore. Remember how, like, when Kemba Walker was balling at UConn and then, like, people like, oh, yeah, he going up in the draft. You don't even have that anymore. Like, who won the national championship last year? Fucking shit, I don't even remember. See? We used to, that would be easy for us as kids 10 years ago. Hell yeah, that'd be easy for us to years ago. Easy like shit. Yeah, but it's like, I don't know. I think it's a geeky idea, but hopefully I'm wrong. We'll see. But uh you got ugly ass bastard. <laughs> but what game y'all watching? Mavericks and uh Knicks. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, you you guys didn't want to see uh the, the Blazers getting buried. They're looking sick. Oh, That's what I'm looking at. You know who I was looking for, but then I saw he wasn't playing. Who? You know I was looking for Aiden. I wanted to see him <laughs> go against Chet. I forgot he played for them niggas. Yeah, he's a ghost. Oh, nah. Don't say that, don't say. You can't say that. What'd you say, don't say? Yeah, he's a ghost. He agreed with you. Uh <laughs> like I've been saying, they don't need services over there. Oh, so now they can drop dominating. Yeah. Yeah. They pay them too much though. Yeah, they do. But um Osei, let me ask you this before we uh move on to our next segment, because the game of the night should be Suns Lakers. Are you expecting a 40-20 masterpiece from AD against Nurkic? I'm expecting it, yeah. I should expect it. But I don't think I don't think I don't think he's gonna get it though. He's gonna probably get like a 30 and of course it's 19 and 18 versus 19 and 19. This is a hot game for the standings. Talk about those records, bro. Okay, okay. Because they already beat them twice. I just think y'all gonna lose on GP. I think it's about to win. Yeah, it's about to oh, y'all about to split the series with them. Big beans is gonna cook your watch. Big beans. <laughs> right, if big beans had more than 25, you're gonna be uh oh at 25, you're gonna lose. Oh shit. <laughs> big beans at 25, believe the they're gonna win. The fucking sons, bro. So the, the Lakers should be able to. Y'all lost a lot of sorry teams. What does that mean? Yeah, it's not as if it's like. Yeah, it's not of... that easy to to <laughs> correlate it sometimes. What do you? Suns have beat good teams, who? and they lost to good teams too. The same job. I don't. I don't know where I'm not. I wasn't but following. Be nobody good. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so the only team they beat is like the Detroit Pistons. I don't mean they beat good teams. So how they've had to beat good teams. No, they got no, 19 no, 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 no. wins. Now y'all just talking, bro. Oh. Now y'all just bragging. 
I'm have... looking at I'm looking at it right now. They beat the Miami Heat. Are they good? Is the Miami Heat a good team? They beat the Orlando Magic. Aren't they good? When the season starts, October. October. <laughs> Cause they beat y'all thirty first. Like, oh no no no! All right, they beat us all season, bro. Yeah, because yeah. oh yeah, because then the season started later then. So I'm just gonna start with November then. All right, let's start with November because I know that is. All right, beat the Pistons, beat the Bulls. Uh oh, they beat the Timberwolves. That's good. Okay, they beat. I guess the Warriors are okay. They beat the Knicks. Mm. Yeah, that's good. They beat the Grizzlies. Uh, they beat the Warriors. They beat the Wizards. Uh oh. The Rockets. <laughs> they beat the Magic. Yeah, the Magic, the Heat, and and the Timberwolves. Those are their best wins. I'll say you don't rate that. Oh. <laughs> Damn, I can already say the Lakers beat the Clippers. Ooh, and was, the Thunder. The Timberwolves have the better record than both oh, of them. But I just named two teams that are better, bro. But I just named uh, Orlando was nice too. Bro, Orlando's not better than the Clippers and not better than OKC. All right, bro. But we didn't say that they wasn't better, bro. But they, he, they, they you said they didn't beat the no good teams. Went, they didn't. But, they beat what three? That's good beating teams. good teams. Ooh, Orlando. Orlando was good. <laughs> Orlando? They are good. Look yeah. at all. Did I just not name four teams? The Timberwolves? The Timberwolves. What is their seeding? The Timberwolves. No, that's the one team. That that is, the Orlando seeding. Orlando had the highest I bet they didn't even have their star players in the game. Oh, my God, bro. And that was always something. All right, bro. Let's let's I, just I just beat them. They'll beat tonight, though. Look at the Lakers. And they beat tonight. the Heat, too. Is the Heat a good team? If they were healthy. All right. All right, I mean, they the what do we mean if they were healthy? The Lakers, yeah, the Lakers lost to the Heat with no Jimmy B. They lost to the unhealthy Heat. Okay, not cooked by Hammy Hawkins Jr. About the who we beat. You got bigger things to worry about. They they say LeBron's name at the YSL case. You better get a lawyer. Niggas don't want to name the list of niggas we beat, though. I don't care, bro. Y'all are 19 and 19. I don't care about the <laughs> That doesn't matter to me. But it matters to everything else. Yeah, it doesn't really. Not in the West. I not in the West. What seed are y'all? Because last time I checked, records matter. Right there with the Clippers. The, the Clippers, Clippers are on a, a The Clippers are 24 and 13. They're 11 games over 500. The bottom of the barrel when they first got talking about? They had to, to climb from the depths. Okay. So now... They're in the middle. Okay. They're just in the middle now. <laughs> okay. Yeah, exactly. That's my point. And they're like the best, one of the best teams in the West right now. I mean, yes, because they have their high strength. All right. So the, the, they, the record don't really mean nothing right now. It don't. Uh, it, does, it doesn't mean nothing as far as like. The, because wins, not in. the wins and the losses, the teams that you're winning, they're beating. Yeah, that kind of matters. So you the know? record doesn't matter, but who you play to win, Matt? Hey, <laughs> all right, man. All right, let's move on, man. His brother's gonna, gonna confuse himself. So then, what if you, you lose to teams in your conference? So what if you lose? That you're... So what if you lose to sorry teams then? Because I've lost to sorry teams too. It's nothing. Every, everybody loses to sorry teams. Everybody does. And everybody but you don't want to lose conference games. The Lakers are fourteen and twelve in the conference. The Clippers are eighteen and ten in the conference. So they way better than y'all when it comes to conference play. By the way. You guys are comparable to, yeah, the Phoenix Suns, who are 12 and 14. 
in conference play. So, hey, let's talk about a brother that, similar to Osei, always got excuses, always looking for a way out, always trying to throw the blame somewhere else. Your big brother, Draymond Green, because he's been moving like a geeker the past few months, choking brothers out, slapping people, even going back, you know his allegations, kicking people in the nuts. He He's a nuisance. Got suspended for it. Now he said he's back, and he was saying he contemplated retirement and Commissioner Adam Silver had to talk him out of it. Do you guys believe it, or is this just another scheme by Clutch Sports to create content? Was Draymond really about to leave the NBA? Man, he just signed a fucking four-year deal, $100 million contract. He was about to retire? Come on, bro. Next cap. I'm calling cap on a lot of stuff now, so yes. but I'm calling it cap, nigga. Just do it then, nigga. Don't, don't, don't lie and sit up here and make all these fictitious stories. Oh, I just can't do it no more. I'm gonna retire, and Adam Silver is gonna say no, please, no, please, no, no. You're not, you're not Jordan, nigga. The fuck, nigga. <laughs> not LeBron, nigga. Nobody gives a fuck. If he would have retired, niggas just would have said, "Oh man, Jeremy, I'm retired." Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah. And that's it, bro. We talked about it in sports media that day. And then after that, Fuck, they ignored. And it wouldn't have been like LeBron retiring, but they're gonna talk about it like until the next NBA season. Yeah, yeah. See, and I, I'm a, I'm with y'all because Draymond, we know him. He's a podcaster too. He has shout out to Colin Cowherd. That's where he gets his podcast money from. He also has a TV deal with Turner. So yeah, even though he did sign a four-year deal for 100 million, he has money in other places. I'm sure he has investments too, endorsements. He he is with Clutch Sports, so whatever LeBron is willing to pay him for, he'll do something. So I think he's making noise. I wish Adam Silver, if this is true, though, I wish Adam Silver would have told him to rock because if this is truly what Adam Silver did, then he is making a poor use of his power because I feel like if David Stern was there, he would have gotten Draymond out of there. Like, Hey, we need to save Steph Curry. This organization is in the mud. We got to clean something up, getting rid of that Draymond cap space would have opened up a lot of money for him. But Hey, I'll say, is this a clutch sports thing? Or do you think this was real? What's Draymond saying he's about to retire? Yeah. Did Rich Paul tell him to do this? I feel like it was it was real. I mean, the nigga been through so much already this year, and it's like you mean so much of abusing others. That's that's what he's been through. He's hurting people. That's what I mean. He's been going through so much, like yeah, abusing niggas and dealing with the aftermath and shit. So at this point, he's like, nigga, I'm bound to fucking swing on a couple more niggas, bro. I might as well just quit while I'm at it because this shit is just not gonna stop. Because the Joe with Nurkic, he didn't, I don't know if he really meant to do that. I don't know. That just could have been Draymond, but I don't think it was that excessive. And that's what they suspended him all over, right? The Nurkic. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, that's what I'm saying. He already has the bad rep, so he probably like, nigga, I might as well leave. It's like, you know, the, the, the kid in school who always gets suspended, then the nigga ends up just getting expelled, and then nigga don't want to go to school no more. Yeah. Like, 
Okay, okay. Now, like I, like I said, you ignored it, but are you nervous about LeBron being mentioned in the YSL case? He said he's doing slime handshakes. You need to watch out. Now, that's nothing for me to be nervous about. He he should be <laughs> nervous, if anything, but that shit was hilarious. They had uh, Serena Williams and that John Kirk walking. Hey, hey, that, she's from the neighborhood. That's different. Well, you know that was that was Thug's defense putting all that shit up. They was trying to use it as like she's really from Compton, okay? She's from the east side of Compton. If you know, that's a blue land. So, yeah, it's, it's funny. <laughs> it's a good way. For, it's a good move for Thug's uh, defense, though. Yeah, to make a mockery of it. It's yeah. just like, come on, yeah. I mean, they're really taking this this like because they're trying to say they're they're trying to go against the culture now. So they're trying to say everything is a. It's a culture thing. It's not game related. It's just our culture. Look at LeBron. He's doing it. Look yeah. at she's Craig walking. It's a part of our yeah. culture <laughs> now. Not why so. Yeah, I hear you. Now, speaking of culture, I'll say I want to continue with you because you already have broken this down. But I just want you to expound if you're willing to. And everybody, of course, we'll all talk about it. But Darvin Ham has been frustrated. You know, he's been getting criticized by fans, media, even his own players, throwing shots and dissing him behind the scenes and telling other reporters about how geeked he is. He said, hey, people need to figure out that this is a, a marathon, the NBA season. I'm tired of people living and dying by game by game. Obviously, there's no other team in the NBA that has the same amount of pressure as the Los Angeles Lakers and the uh, same amount of media attention. We even see the joke online about how players like Malik Beasley, Malik Monk, they struggle with the Lakers uniform on, but when they go to other organizations and they're not, they don't have the same pressure and stress, they ball, even Dennis Schroeder. So, uh, Osei, what do you think about the pressure of being a Laker? Obviously, you're a LeBron fan. He's had immense pressure his whole career. But have you noticed since he's become a Laker and seeing the NBA through that lens, do you feel like there's more pressure and expectations when you have that purple and gold on? I think the purple and gold has – uh Probably something it does have something to do with it, but I feel like it's more so LeBron James. Anything associated with LeBron James, everybody's expecting, you know, the top of the top, the best of the best. Every that's what that's what you demand from the GOAT or self-proclaimed GOAT or proclaimed GOAT, yeah. as some would say. So you know what I'm saying? So when you expect so much, and then you have the Lakers jersey on, you People going, oh, you got to live up to the Kobe standard. You got to live up to the Magic standard. So, I mean, it's a lot of pressure that's going to come being on the Lakers, especially with, with the LeBron James. That's just – it just comes with the game. Like, everybody that ever played with LeBron James was criticized. So, hey, man, it's I – don't, I don't really see where the, you know – I don't see where players are, you know, thrown off by it. Like, I would be, you know, motivated to play better, but I don't know. 
Shit, I guess some players just can't take the pressure, bro. Yeah, it's hard, man. When your family is getting abused on social media because you missed open shots. People but you got niggas like Austin Reeves and, and Christy that step up and play. But Austin Reeves was trash to start the season. They had to make him a bench player. Even he couldn't handle the pressure of being a starter. I mean, Max Christie, he's a young player. He's hit or miss, though. And we know to be a great player is to be consistent. He's not going to be that, but he's finding his way. He's a decent player. But See, uh, Austin Reeves is starting now. Yeah, yeah, because of injuries. But from nah, the bench. So from what you've seen, do you think that he has shown that he is a starter now? Do you think he'll maintain a starter for the remainder of the season? Austin Reeves? Yeah. Yeah, I think it depends on what this trade look like. Oh, oh. trades? Please, take it easy. It depends on who they bring in. Because if D-Lo's, if D-Lo leaves, he's a part of the rotation. Y'all have no trade value, bro. I mean, hey, I don't know. They've all Always get it done, D'Lo. And as a former Laker fan, can you speak to that pressure of having that purple and gold? Because we know growing up in Northern Virginia, we didn't have the same access to see what was going on until we got older and we could get league pass and do our thing and then even see social media. Like living in Ellensburg, Washington and having Spectrum I'll be able to see Lakers stuff and bruh. That's when I started to see how sick James Worthy was as the as the announcer, bruh. Cause <laughs> cause like Osei said, having that purple and gold, like imagine, like he said, they're comparing you to Kobe, they're comparing you to Magic and that stuff. And then one of the announcers is James Worthy, big game James, another legend. Like, and he's he's has you guys under surveillance. He you have y'all seen him with his cigars? Yeah, you're really looking like a mob boss judging these boys, man. <laughs> it's funny, bro. Like they talk about it in the media. Shaq always mentioned who yeah. with Magic Johnson talk about it. And Kareem be talking, they be talking about it. So yeah, bro, that like a uniform. It's a real thing, man. And playing with LeBron is real too. That is true. Yeah, you're right, say That is a big part of it. It's the LeBron tax, too. Yeah, because they all know at any moment you will be expendable and LeBron will point fingers at your ass. That's why. They all know that shit is going to happen. It's not just LeBron. They done seen it happen. We done seen Anybody it happen in multiple examples. He done cut through his own best friend. So we done seen it happen. So that's what we all know. That's what we all know for a fact. For the betterment of the team. Yeah, okay. Oh, I guess yeah, if you, whatever you got to do, man. Well, we don't do that. Top personally. tree, man. Go ahead. Still cool, but we still cool, right? Trying to win. So, Osei, is there a certain part right now the Lakers have played 38 games? They'll play game 39 tonight. Is there a certain part of the season when you say, all right, now I care about the standings because I know – the Lakers making the conference finals as a playing team has distorted the the way you look at records now. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think by after the after trade deadline, you know, about when it's about forty games left. That's about two. That's like two days. <laughs> like I said, the Wizards are. About, I mean, the Lakers are about to play game thirty nine tonight. When's the trade deadline? Next February. Next month in like three weeks. After the trade deadline. About after about so basically all star break. 
Like 15, 20 games out of the yeah, trade he deadline. Yeah, he thinks that. He and thought that same shit last year right. with Austin Reasons cooking. Like, bro, right. I'm worried right. because right. any, I already said this. A play-in team can win the whole conference. Oh, man. They yeah. tricked you last year. That was an anomaly, you say. Now the conference is stronger. We saw the Lakers damn near not make the play-in last year. Right. Literally. I'm not worried about that. Oh, right. man. Right. Man, look. <laughs> time to win, they win. The only team that can really relax and do that right now, I feel like, is the Nuggets because they earned it. Every yeah. other team needs to be trying hard and getting their rhythm and doing the best they can to get ready for the playoffs because no other team has really proved anything else. Even the y'all Lakers, y'all gentlemen, they ain't win shit. The fuck is we talking about? What has the Clippers done? They need to rev up and get ready. They, Bro, they've been the only... on, they've been winning like fourteen out of sixteen. Yes, games. because they that's need big. to get their shit together. Because if they, they can't, big. yeah. But every team, I feel like, can't no team really take no days off other than the Nuggets. Nobody can. I, don't I feel like anybody. the Nuggets. The Nuggets are the only team that I feel like can win away, especially in the Western Conference. They got the synergy. They can play any style, and they got the best player in the world. So it's like. They they and they've proven that they can win the chip. You know what I'm saying? But what they got. And they've already shown this season that when they at their best, bruh, it's really hard to beat them next. Every other team is literally unproven. Who do you guys think in the Western Conference has the best home record, if you had to guess? Uh I probably think the Thunder. Yeah. D Lo? Uh yeah, I say uh Thunder. They are 14 and 5 at home. Oh. The the Nuggets are 15 and 4 at home. The Clippers are 16 and 4 at home. Yeah. And uh just based off win percentage, it's Minnesota 14 and 2. Oh, and in the West, I mean in the East, Boston is 18 and 0 at home undefeated. So the two best teams in each conference right now also have the best home record. And who got the best away records? The best away record, that is where it's choppy. Everybody at the top is kind of a couple games like Minnesota's 12 and 9 away, OKC's 11 and 6, Denver's 11 and 9. And in the <laughs> East, Boston's 11 and 8. And uh, the 76ers are 10 and 7. So, yeah, yeah, the people away ain't really not not that dominant this year. So, seems like home court advantage might matter more, I'll say, but you, you're not hearing that. Oh, my God. Oh, sure. I dig it. I dig it, man. Now, wrong this year was last year, dog. <laughs> <laughs> the Lakers are stronger, too. Now let's I talk. Like to to make trades. Uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. We know they will do a trade. Um, right now the Mavericks are smoking the Knicks. Third quarter, eighty sixty seven. Um, let's talk about one of the players they recently got, OG Ananobi. The Knicks made a trade with the Toronto Raptors for OG Ananobi. They gave up RJ Barrett, some picks, uh, Isaiah, uh, excuse me, not Isaiah, Manuel quickly, 
Pressure so true also came to the Knicks. So shout out to Masai Ujiri. He traded his favorite Nigerians, man. I didn't think he would do it because sometimes he's dodgy about that. But so far, the trade has worked out for both teams. OG Ananobi on the Knicks has been one of the best plus minus players. His efficiency has gone up. RJ Barrett has been improving as well. Do you think this trade will be good for both teams moving forward? Or do um, you like OG OG and Anobi? He's almost yeah, he's gonna be a free agent. So basically the Knicks gotta sign him to keep him, but I maybe they will. But what do you guys think about that trade so far? I mean, if OG gonna be a free agent, then I mean I I guess oh well, Julius finished with the right hand. But um um uh, yeah, I think it, it would work for OG because if he don't like it, then he can just be a free agent and then rock. And I think it works for Toronto because RJ fuck with he from there. You know what I'm saying? And um who else they trade over there? Quickly, quickly right? Quickly. Quickly. Yeah, so yeah, oh I think it worked out for the for the most part. Quickly's cooking so much, Dennis Schroeder's looking for a new place to go. He's like, ah, oh, man, I thought this was my team. Oh. Dennis Schroeder. Damn, he should have signed that Best contract. player in the world, Jamar, remember? <laughs> nah, I don't. Ah, <laughs> uh, man, come on. <laughs> D'Lo, how do you feel about this trade? Do you like your brother RJ going back home? Yeah, I like it. I like it for Toronto because they get two young studs. But I like it more for quickly because I feel like quickly can show that he's a that he's he's one of the next guards. Like I think quickly is a a twenty and six type of guard. I think he's one of them guards, and you know I'm 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 pretty accurate on the up and coming guards. I think quickly he's gonna come in, not this year, but starting next year, it's gonna have like a maxi effect. How he how maxi had a breakout year, like 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 last year or so. I think Quickly's gonna have one of them years, and when they slide Siakam, get him out of there, <laughs> and it's only him, Scotty, and uh, and RJ. That's a, a young squad, and they're gonna you know get somebody in the draft or whatever they can get in like free agency. I think that's when that's the rebuild situation comes for Toronto. But I like it for both sides. I like OG, but the problem is this Tim. Is Tim gonna like OG? Because you know how I know how, how Tim likes. What do you mean? Sleep. He's his new Lowell Dang. He's already playing him 35 plus minutes a game. Yeah, but that's because the everybody. Because the rotation is already pushed condensed. Yeah. He plays like seven players. So yeah, you're right. <laughs> we already know what Tim likes to do. He likes to play niggas 30 plus minutes and he doesn't play bench knees. So I mean, yeah. That, that you see Evan Fournier, he hasn't touched the floor in like since this whole year. I know he hasn't. Everybody still got the joint on. Yeah, niggas don't niggas don't touch the floor. Tabell got a real strict rotation. Yeah. Even Josh Hart, he's he's been uh reduced after having a good season last year with the arrival of his former college teammate, Dante DiVincenzo. Uh what do you think about <laughs> Like you said, D'Lo, the roster is short, but now that um, Mitchell Robinson's out for the season, they have to start Hardlestein. Do you think Precious Achua is good enough to be a backup center? 
Yeah, I mean, they're still up, going to go to the playoffs. You yeah, know. Toronto finally did what I've been saying since last year. They got rid of all the repeated fucking people they had. They had four forwards. Yeah, too many power forwards. Forwards, bro. Now they got rid of Ochoa. I think Ochoa is straight because Hartenstein, he's all right, but like, I don't know. I think Tom, he's just gonna stick with Hartenstein and stick with the white nigga. But I hey, mean, he's taller. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> He is taller, but Precious still be getting rebounds, though. Yeah. So, I mean, does it really matter? I mean, I mean, it does matter, but, like, at the end of the day, it's just a rental. I mean, niggas is going to pay Mitchell, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, but he be hurt all the time, so that's the tricky part. But, yeah, I'll say right now the Knicks are 22 and 15. Um, They are the fifth seed in the east the raptors are 15 and 23 they're just a game out of the last place of the playing tournament so i'm thinking the raptors are trying to tank what are your expectations for the knicks moving forward after this change to their lineup do you expect them to only go to the first round and go home or do you think they can get out the first round like they did last year I think they'll get off the first round. No. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so, man. The injuries that they have with the big man, they that's where they lacking now. I think they need the big man presence to really make a difference. Everybody else is cool, but you need you need that solid uh big man. So I don't think you're gonna do it with Hartenstein. And right now we know uh the Pacers have the same record as the Knicks, but Halliburton is going to be hurt. He has a not going to be hurt. He is hurt right now. He has hamstring issues. It's going to sit out for a couple weeks and then they'll see what's up with it. Because with a lot of times muscle injuries like the hamstring, it happens because of overexhaustion. You know, we all know Halliburton is the engine of that team. It all revolves around him. So he has to do more, and I guess it's adding up to him. Hopefully his injury doesn't last long because he's exciting to watch. Um, but uh, Jamar, what do you think about R.J. Barrett going home? Because on the Knicks, it was hard for him to get his shots up with Brunson and Randall. It seems so far the balance is pretty good between him and Scotty Barnes. And quickly, and even Siakam, who is trying to work harder to get out of there. So, <laughs> so far, R.J. Barrett is averaging 21.8 points on 59% shooting and 53% from three. <laughs> so, obviously, he's happy to be back. What do you think about R.J. Barrett? Uh, do you think he can become a borderline star in Canada? I mean, I think, uh, yeah, I think this is going to help him out because I think he's going to get some rest, too. And I think he's going to be motivated because he's in because he's, uh, in Toronto. Um, I like, But I, he do need to develop his game a little bit more, I feel like, still. But I feel like being in Canada, he's going to be mo motivated. He might can't turn into – he already one of the best players for Canada, so maybe he can turn into the best player for Canada, right? Oh, no. Nah, hey, I'm man, it's GA, please. My name, my name, my name. I forgot. Yeah, Even yeah. Dylan Brooks is looking at him, psych nine. 
he be cooking for for Canada though. He do yeah. for some reason. I mean, but you know, how niggas act when they play for their uh, country. Uh, but yeah, I, I like RJ Barrett there. You know what I'm saying? I want to see. I, I'm I'm curious to see what happens. You know what I'm saying? Sure. I like their coach. I like they. I like. I ain't never really heard about their coach in that little rant. So I want. Yeah. I want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm. 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 Uh, I'm a key. I wanna. I wanna start looking at how the Toronto do. That's what Evan Turner said about that nigga. Evan Turner racist. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let your assistant do it. If you have an accent, don't don't go on a rant. Yeah, sick. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice. sick. Yeah, yeah, man. Andre Goodall should talk to him, man. I know they got that podcast together, Point Forward Podcast. Salute, but hey, they man. Podcast together? Yeah, you didn't know who. Uh, Igodala and Evan Turner. Why is it? Well, you remember they played together in Philly. You know they they were on the 76ers together, geeked up. Yeah, I, I, that was before I, uh the tank season. Yep. Yeah, was- yep. Drew Holiday was there. Yep. Oh, nice little squad. Yeah, they were all right. Can you be a part of the Players Association? Yeah, he is. Yep. He's like one of the executives for the Players Association, Andre Godala. Yep. So um all right, guys. Uh let's move on real quick. Uh another thing that came out today is that Adam Silver said that there's no doubt the in-season tournament will be back next year with some tweaks. He didn't say what the tweaks were, but how do you guys feel about finding out that the in-season tournament is here to stay? Do you think there are certain tweaks that can make it more, uh, I guess, important to fans and to teams? Uh, I think they kind of, for what it is, it's, it, it's important for what it is. You get what I'm saying? Like, a nice seven-game tournament, you get some bread. They increase. I feel like the more bread they have for it, then that's what they're going to put. Probably add some more games and do shit like that, you know. But, yeah, I think it, for what it is, I think it'll, it'll get more traction, you know. But I don't know how much, you know. If they're gonna keep it at what seven games if you win the chip. So, but it's cool for what it is, though. Nah, I feel like what the hell Chris Haynes? But uh oh, Chris Haynes trying to I, I feel like I feel like <laughs> they could up it and make it ten times better, keep it in Vegas, make that the staple, make that like the whole thing, like that's the thing for the end season tournament, keep it in Vegas. But also they could make it like how they try to keep it like in the bubble. Make that shit like a real tournament style style type thing, and like some AAU type style. Like we we've already like today we was a game at two o'clock. It was in Paris, but who gives a fuck? As long as the game is on TV, there'll be somebody watching the game. Even if we just people are watching games at work. This is not like the nineties. Niggas work from home. Even niggas that don't work from home, they're watching the shit on their phone. Like you're everybody's watching the game. So like. That right there would make it 10 times better, I feel like, because it's only one game anyway. If it's like, if we're going like that, like, it's not like we're doing a series. So I think that would make it 10 times better, too. But they got to pay for that, all that information, man. Shit, ain't going to keep giving them shit. Yeah. Ain't giving them sauce, man. Yeah. 
But that, I <laughs> that would be yeah, yeah, bro. I think that would make it ten times better, Yeah. <laughs> 
contract was. Yeah, I, I'll I'll look it up. Uh, Osei, is Spo your number one coach in the NBA? And how do you feel about his contract? No, he's not number one in me, but uh, it's a good contract. I like the way they did that after the divorce too. That's good. Who's who's your number one coach in the NBA right now? Yeah, best coach right now. Oh, oh, sure, best coach. I guess you could say. Uh, Thunderhead coach. What's his name? Hey man, he can't be the best coach and you don't even know his name. What playoff <laughs> hasn't even won a playoff series yet? See how you ready to crown people that haven't done nothing? When you ask who's the best coach right now, you're asking about the current season. You're not asking yeah. about the last years. Man, who, man. We're asking about right now. But you gotta be able to name the nigga's name. Yeah, he's so good you don't even know his name. But he hasn't even – he's done absolutely nothing to be thought the best coach. I mean, he's right. coaching the Thunder, bro. That's smooth. Who's the – who's your who's – so you got – so, so I say – I say in the top three, I got Malone, I got Spo, and – ooh, at third spot, uh, can I say Pop? I don't know, man, but Pop job, like – I got Eric Spolstra as number one. No one in the NBA has to get literally undrafted players and then he makes them serviceable. He mm. literally has to get scrap and then develop them and then they go to the playoffs every year. They make finals runs, conference finals runs. Look at the carps, the corpse he has of Kyle Lowry. He can't wait to get that contract out of here. Look at how... They didn't really get anybody in free agency, but they're still competing. They've had a lot of injuries this year, too. Even like I mentioned, Jaime Hawkes Jr., this is a guy the Lakers could have taken over Hood Shafano. He's balling out of control now. Like, I give Spo number one because he has to develop players, coach them up, and he has the X's and O's, and he can adapt to any style of play. He's definitely my number one. Yeah, I get respected for sure. D'Lo, is Spo your number one coach in the NBA? And if not, who is it? Mm. Yeah, I would say Spo. I respect his grind. I respect where he came from. He He's had like a, a long journey. and uh, But I can't put everything on him because he has a great team around him. Like the scouting team is excellent. They know how to find talent. So, like, them and the Thunder organization, they know how to find talent. Yeah, so, there's a difference between the Thunder finding talent in the lottery and then finding undrafted players, though. That's a big difference. No, nah, that's true. But I'm just talking about they both know how to find talent, good talent. But uh, I'll say Spo is number one, him, Mike Malone, uh, even Kerr. I'll still put Kerr up there, even though they're not doing shit. I like Ty Lu, man. I like even though he is ugly with his rotations, I like Ty Lu, man. He's doing his thing, and even LeBron gave him props. You know, he wants him to be the next Laker coach. He said, Yeah, that's Ty Lu's Lakers. Look at him bowling. <laughs> Ready to sell his coach out like always. Coach killer. <laughs> hey man. Hey man, who isn't a coach killer, man?
Even even Phil Jackson had to leave and come back. Magic got coaches killed. Even Marcus Gasol got a coach killed, bro. Hey, it's sick out here. So, who did he get killed? Who, Mark, Mark Gasol? Yeah. Oh, you don't remember my man that got slid, Lionel Hollins? And then the other homie that got slid? Oh, yeah, you forgot about my brother? Yeah, nah, because then yeah. he came with us. Sorry. Yeah, he coached he us after the Grizzlies. Yeah, yeah stressed. Shout right. out Lionel Hollins, man. Starting point guard of the 1977 champion Blazers, old school, man. Oh, say you watched that finals before, right? Did you say which finals? The Blazers 76ers, 77. Remember that? It's with Bill Walton, right? Yeah, and Dr. J. Yeah, I think I did see that. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about it once before, and you was like, hey, man, those brothers, the 76ers, had all the freak athletes, but the Blazers was just passing them to death. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds like, yeah, that sound like yeah, those, man. Yeah, man. Babe, yeah, it's been a fun episode. I hope y'all enjoy yourselves out there. Next week, we'll have more coverage and insight. So far, I'll say it's not looking good for your Lakers, but it is just the first quarter. You have any early thoughts? The Suns are just making their threes. That's all. All right. <laughs> no, nah, I mean, that's all. That's good. I like that. That's smooth right there. Because, hey, that is what it is so far. One team is five for 12. The other one is two for seven. So, one team is shooting 55% from the field so far. The other one, 42. So it's a, it's the early beginning. Uh, D'Lo, do you have a feeling that the Lakers will win this game or nah? No, I told say before the game started, they were losing. So <laughs> so I'm, I'm sticking to that and it's looking like it. I'm just hoping that KD keeps cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Jamar, how about you? Who are you going with? Uh... The Lakers already beat the Suns like two times in a row this season, including the in-season tournament. I think three times. Yeah, three. They've beaten them all three times. All of the games have been close, though. The first time they beat them by five. Second time they beat them by three. And then the third time they beat them by three. Yeah, I think this one, just off numbers, where the Phoenix Suns don't win this turn along. But, yeah, they do to beat these niggas, too. It's when they're fully healthy. Yeah. I'll say... You going with uh, another Lakers victory, right? Or are you going to concede this one? Yeah, we're going with the dub. I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> All right, man. Did y'all? Oh yeah, did y'all watch the Paris game before we dip? Did y'all watch uh, the Nets Cavs game? Of course, Jamar's our resident Nets fan. Did y'all get the chance to see that game? Yeah, I was mad. I was I was with my client, so I was like literally in the middle of a session. I couldn't watch that. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, so anyway, Donovan Mitchell, he always be busting eyes. Yeah, he dropped forty five. He was going crazy. Karis Levert had twenty one off the bench. Yeah. D'Lo, did you get the chance to see that game? Yeah, I watched it. It was it was Mitchell was cooking. I think he had what forty seven. Forty five. Yeah. It was yeah. It wasn't really much to watch, but yeah. I seen I seen uh Claxon and uh Tristan Thompson about to get into a fight. That was shout out to Coco Jones. She was at the game, you know. Shout wow. out to her, yeah. Wow. 
But Mikael Bridges, ever since he did that promo video with her, he can't shoot no more. What happened? Yeah, um, he he's the number two, man. <sighs> Max number two. And Cam sure. Johnson, he had no shot tonight. I'm happy I didn't start you in fantasy. You would have killed me. Consistent right now. Hopefully, consistent. Yeah. But yeah, we we it's we back to the phase where remember where we was that team that needed a number one superstar. That's where we're at right now. We yeah. need a superstar. We're we're starting for and a big and back up big man. I don't know why uh Giles don't play. I have no idea why he doesn't play. JV's rotation. Jacques Vaughn, man. <laughs> Right, bro. He's not. He's not. The, he shouldn't have got rehired, bro. Like I, I said that from jump shoot. Yeah, he did. That's not a lie. So, uh-huh. yeah, I live with it now, man. Man, you know. Now we took a step or two back. For sure, but hey, man. Salute to everybody that tuned in. This is Ring Culture, the best basketball podcast in the world. Hopefully, we'll all be united next week when I can smell again (laughs) and not cough up phlegm every five minutes. But, hey, y'all be blessed out there and stay safe, stay healthy. We'll be back soon. Peace.